Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks Radio. I am Jada Williams, your host today, and I am the NAPWIC National Blog Talk Chair, and I am so excited about today's show. But before we get started, you already know I have to ask you to please, 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 like the commercial just said, go over and follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, this morning. Because, yes, we are the voice of black women in construction and or you can head over to our website at www.navwick.org and find out how you can join, become a member, and, yes, get your red shirt. We are known from joining up and going out with our red shirts on. So moving right along in this morning's show, we have an exciting guest today, Mr. Doug Wheeler. But along with Mr. Doug Wheeler, we will also hear words of wisdom from the master builder herself, Ann McNeil. And, of course, we have Ursula Odom from Solitude in the studio with us this morning. So good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining. Good morning. Great to be here. Yes, yes, Mr. Doug. Thank you for joining us. Let me let the audience, our listeners, our members know a little bit about you. Uh, Mr. Doug Willer is um, the president and CEO of the Florida Port Council, which is also known as FPC, if you hear us mention those acronyms around. It is a nonprofit corporation that serves as the professional association for Florida's 15 public deep water seaports and their management. So, oh, my gosh, you have a big role, a lot of responsibility over there with the Florida Ports Council. Good morning and welcome to the show, Mr. Doug. How are you? I'm great. Good morning, Jada. Thank you for uh, having me this morning. I look forward to uh, just taking a little bit of time to share some information about our very dynamic system of seaports here in Florida. Yes, indeed. So before we get the conversation started, because this is going to be an amazing conversation on port opportunities, because, yes, 
Our next billion-dollar luncheon is coming up. Is this Wednesday. We ask that you join us. Go over to Eventbrite and register, and you will get more information on port authorities. So let's take a quick commercial break while our audience and listeners, Mr. Doug, go grab their pens and pencils and get ready to take notes on this amazing conversation coming up with you. Sounds great. Today's show is brought to you by Ann McNeil, the master builder, building stronger and better lives and businesses. And by PepsiCo Frito-Lay Company, one of the largest food and beverage companies in the world. And by Jay Perry and Associates, giving you the building blocks to grow your business. If you're joining us online, be sure to visit their websites, which are listed in the online description for this week's show. To learn more about our advertising rates and packages for NABWIC Talks, contact Jada Williams at area code 786-702-1005 or email blogtalk at nabwick.org. And don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash nabwick. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, we are back, and we have brought you exactly what you requested, more information, education, and resources. And today we have in the studio Mr. Doug Wheeler, who is the president and CEO of Florida Port Council. So, again, welcome to the show, Mr. Doug. Could you open up with just telling us, first of all, a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do for the Florida Port Council? Sure. So, again, I'm Doug Wheeler. I'm the president CEO of the Florida Ports Council. Uh, I've been in this role for just over 10 years, almost hard to believe that it's been that long, but uh, it's been a, been a good 10 years. Um, really cut, cut my teeth in the construction industry, um, really more <clears throat> from the, the government affairs side of it, um, but uh, worked for, in some form or fashion, uh, associated builders and contractors and some other contract associations in this government affairs realm. Um, for almost nine years, uh, both here in Florida uh, as well as um, uh, federally covering the southeast. Um, <clears throat> but I've always been really business-minded. I spent uh, six years as a senior um, uh, vice president over at the Florida Chamber of Commerce um, and uh, was, a, was, a, was a great time there to be a part of really building what has become uh, such a tremendous force when it comes to advocating for businesses uh, in Florida. Um, and really kind of just stumbled my way into this role, to be honest with you. And um, uh, But this organization was looking for um, a little bit of a change and felt like my uh, my abilities in the area, certainly of, of government affairs and advocacy, but in communications and, um, you know, part, partner and coalition building was something that I, I really highlighted as um, something that I find integral to really any organization. Um, including this organization, and um, we've seen some real benefits from that. So, um, and then really, you know, my role here at the Boards Council is just to help guide a dynamic team. We've got some great staff here working on behalf of really all of Florida's ports. Um, you know, they stretch from the Panhandle down to the Keys and, and back up the East Coast, and just trying to provide a collective voice uh, when it comes to advocacy. We provide a lot of research and data, um, as well as marketing and, and communications. So it's um, it's an important role we play for an important industry. I think that um, you know people probably tend to underestimate what our ports are doing, at, at least from a 
a catalyst, you know, to, to economic activity. Um, you know, but but annually they're supporting well, generally around 900,000 and, and well-paying jobs. Uh, uh, the annual impact uh, is about 117 billion dollars in, in annual impact to the state, um, and these trade activities are, are contributing in excess of four billion dollars in lo local and state tax revenues. So, um, pretty pretty significant economic impact from um, from our state seaports and the trade that they're conducting. Yes, um, very big impact. So, what are the next big infrastructure projects um, needed to keep Florida ports moving forward since we have so much going on? Well, I think this will probably be of interest um, to, to a lot of your members. Um, you know, it's important to understand that, um, you know, our ports have had a real tremendous uh, downturn, so to speak, you know, when it comes to uh, the impact from, from COVID. Um, and that has certainly um, had a, you know, pretty sizable impact on, on all areas of our, of our operations. But fortunately, um, uh, we're, we're continuing with capital investments. Uh, as a matter of fact, the cumulative five-year capital investment plan for our seaports um, through 2024 is in excess of $3 billion dollars. Um, so a lot of that will uh, go towards, you know, adding capacity for, for cargo and cruise. So uh, certainly uh, cruise terminals are a, a big part of, um, you know, the development that once that industry gets sailing again, it's going to continue to be a big part of what our ports do. And so uh, cruise terminals and warehouses um, are, are certainly um, uh, well up on the list of, in terms of what seaports will be. Uh, investing in, and of course that includes, um, you know, dredging and, and things like that. But really, all addressing, uh, you know, capacity issues and making sure that uh, our ports are able to keep up with the market demands. I mean, it's uh, it's a big state. You know, we have uh, over 120 million residents. We get, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, over 120 million visitors annually, with about 22 million residents. Um, so we have a big consumer market right in our backyard, and so. Um, our ports have to continue to invest in the construction and the development to make sure that they have the uh, infrastructure and the assets they need to be competitive, really, in a, in a global marketplace, not just Florida, but globally. Right, right. So what do you think would be the biggest optical, obstacles um, with moving forward with Florida ports? Then? Well, I think for a lot of Florida ports, uh, in the short term, hopefully short term, it's, it's getting the resumption of cruising back. Um, I really can't underestimate uh, the impact that, that cruising has on, on Florida and our seaports, uh, many of our seaports. Um, we have seven, seven ports, about half, that do cruise business that have seen that business uh, cease uh, over the last 12 months and, and probably going to extend beyond that. Um, you know, Florida is no doubt the cruise leader in the world. Uh, Florida is home to the top three, number one, number two, and number three cruise ports in the entire world. Um, prior to the pandemic, we were moving about 18 million passenger movements annually through our ports. And so um, to have that business just shut off like a, like a faucet um, has been, has been uh, pretty, pretty tremendous, been some pretty severe impacts, not only to our ports, but to a lot of the businesses that were associated with doing business at the port and the port communities uh, themselves. So I think in the near term, it's going to be making sure that we can get the resumption 
of cruising back. And then in the longer term, I think it really just always comes down to, particularly at the federal level, of, of making sure that um, that the funding for the infrastructure improvements are, are there. And that's generally a, a challenge that, um, you know, our, our seaports face is um, uh, construction is, is uh, so important to the development, um, but it takes investment, and uh, it takes investment from all levels of partners, including local, state, and federal. So um, that'll be something we continue to advocate for going going forward. Yes, and with um, I can identify with uh, the cruise lines and logistics just a little bit coming from a logistics background. I always remember the um, cruise accounts were, were always the larger accounts outside of pharmaceuticals and very much so looking forward to those boat shows and the cruise shows down here um, in Miami, which have been on pause since COVID, so I do understand um, the importance of the cruise industry in the logistics realm and especially on the ports. Um, so with that being said, so what are the roles when it comes to the ports um, that the state and local governments are playing in Florida's ports and infrastructure development then? Well, so Florida is sort of a unique model, um, I mean, in the sense that we don't have a centralized port authority. Um, that's usually reserved for states that have only a few ports. Um, and so all of our ports have uh, statutory ties to their local government. Uh, and that's really where a lot of that development starts, um, including from a planning standpoint into making sure that as the port develops that it's in line with the, the growth plans of that community. Uh, and it's really important that the community um, have that, that buy-in to the, to the growth of, of the port. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know they're they're investing in their in their own port. Uh, fortunately, many of our ports are allowed to uh, use the uh, revenues that they that they make um, uh, throughout a year and, and take that and put it right back into the port. Um, and it's sort of a perpetual investment strategy where uh, they have to continue. Ports are very very competitive. Um, the industry is very competitive, and so uh, particularly with crews. And so uh, our ports have to continue to work with our local and state and federal partners to make sure that, um, you know, the, the infrastructure and investment is strategic, right? We want to make sure um, we're not building it so they will come. We want to make sure that there's business ready to use the assets that we're providing. And we want to make sure that that asset is safe and that it's resilient um, and that it's efficient, right, both, both from a cost standpoint as well as from a use standpoint. And so these are all the factors that kind of go into developing uh, these seaport um, uh, capital investment plans that are actually tracked with the state and in partnership with the state so that we can continue to monitor where investments need to, uh, need to be directed. Okay, cool beans. So we've we've heard a little bit about the infrastructure, the opportunities coming up in the future, and the background of the Florida Port um, Council. Now, how did you hear about NABWIC, and in what ways did you and others believe, with everything you just said, how NABWIC would be a good organization to develop a relationship or a partnership with? Well, my exposure to NABWIC comes from uh, my good uh, longtime friend, uh, Ms. Ann McNeil. Um, in my time actually uh, doing, uh, representing uh, the construction industry for, for many years, and so um, uh, we've had a long, long productive relationship. And I think 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Jaden, when I came in uh, to this role, one of the things I wanted to focus on was uh, making sure that we were engaging with partners that uh, either found value in that engagement with us, or, or likely, uh, you know, it was a it was a two-way benefit. And, um, you know, whether that comes from working on legislative issues, uh, so there may be organizations that we don't see eye to eye with all the time, but if there's an issue that we do see eye to eye, then we should absolutely work together on that issue. And then when the next issue comes up and we don't see eye to eye, then we can go our separate ways and, and wait for opportunities to work again. And so, uh, or whether it's in, in engaging with, uh, you know, partnerships with organizations like NABWIC and the Florida Ports Council or the Chamber of Commerce or uh, any other number of organizations that I think just from a pure, um, you know, dialogue standpoint, I mean, it's always good to understand the mission and goals of organizations and how those might align with some of the objectives that your organization is trying to, to, to utilize. Uh, and then, of course, obviously the relationships uh, that are able to come out of, of alliances or, or partnerships between organizations. Um, and uh, certainly I know and, and knows a thing or two about relationships, and I find them very, very strategic and very important and very valuable as well. Um, and so it was uh, uh, an easy, easy uh, yes when, when asked if uh, we wanted to engage with, uh, with NABWIC, uh, particularly with the Billion Dollar Luncheon tomorrow. So that was an easy, easy yes for us. Ms. Ann has that magic and, of course, NABWIC tying everything in together, and we're so happy to have you. As a friendly reminder, Mr. Doug will be bringing us greetings at our national NABWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon and billion-dollar opportunities and port opportunities. But it is the national NABWIC billion-dollar luncheon and port opportunities, guys. So you will want to tune in. Of course, everyone knows our billion-dollar luncheon is always the second Wednesday of the month. So, yes, you still have time to go register and meet us for lunch where you can hear more, more words of wisdom from um, Mr. Doug. So moving right along in the show quickly, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back with more questions and answers for Doug and, of course, hear words of wisdom from the master builder herself, Ann McNeil, after this quick commercial break. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. And we are back with Mr. Doug Wheeler, who is the president and CEO of the Florida Ports 
Council. And, of course, up next we have the master builder herself, Ann McNeil, bringing us words of wisdom. Good morning, Ann. How are you? Data, I like to say if I were any better, I would be you. And I was just saying that I'm very excited to have my friend, Doug. I wanted to say this to you, Doug. I learned so much from you over the years and just watching your growth as you move uh, over the years. And as we were talking during the pre-show, it's, it's been since the 90s. We won't say how what period in the 90s, but 90-something. And I think that our strategic relationship with organizations like ADC and a lot of other organizations teaches us their way to do business with people that they know, that they like, and that they trust, regardless of race, creed, or color. And so on behalf of NABWIC, we're looking to have a strategic relationship with, uh, with your organization and many other organizations like ABC, of course, and ABC and many others, because in order for our business owners and our members' relationships, so thank you for joining us this morning. And I, I do have a question I'd like to ask, and that is, what's your forecast, really, in terms of where we're going uh, as, as, as an, um, you know, as an industry? What, what are your, what's your forecast so for ports and ports in the future? Well, you know, Anna, I think it's, it's good. Uh, you know, we, if we can get this pandemic behind us, um, I, I, you know, on all accounts, Pre-pandemic, um, our ports were seeing increases across the board. Crews was up, containers were up, volume was up, value was up. Um, so, uh, you know, then then we get hit with this pandemic, which initially really even slowed affected cargo, right? Because we bring in a lot of our fuels, and no one was driving or flying, and no one was building or buying. And the good news is, is that Cargo is back up. Um, we're actually seeing a few of our ports, particularly Port, Port Miami even, uh, noticed uh, an increase in, in cargo, uh, Port Everglades, Port Panama City. So several of our ports are enjoying uh, strong cargo uh, development right now, and I think that the thought is that that will continue, um, certainly based on the investments that our ports are making in uh, new warehouses, refrigerated warehouses is a, a great new area where we're starting to see a lot of produce brought in and um, uh, during the winter months and directly brought into Florida via, via vessel. So I think certainly um, our, our ports are, are bullish on the growth. Um, you know, that one caveat is cruise, and you just can't dismiss cruise when it has such a massive um, impact on, on our economy. Um, I think we had done a projection that suggested that uh, if, it, if it were back just through 2020, we would have lost about five uh, or, I'm sorry, 9 million uh, cruise passenger movements, so about half. Um, and, of course, that number is going to be even more. Um, and that just trickles down. That just has a way of trickling down. So if we can figure out a way to safely uh, get cruise resuming, uh, I think the, the, the outlook for our ports is, is great. And I think that the future development uh, and, 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 um, and expansion of, of trade, uh, our ports are trading right now with more than 200 countries globally. Um, obviously, a lot of that with a real strong presence in Central and South America, which shows several economies growing. So, a uh, long way to say that I think the outlook for um, for trade and, and for port uh, investment and development in Florida is very strong and very strong. Okay, and thank you so much, 
for sharing with us and asking the question, Ms. Ann, on um, what the Florida port system will look like um, in the future. Um, so, Doug, now I'm going to follow up with, so what do you say or how could you encourage our members, our listeners, to make sure we're a part of Florida ports in the future, the next 10 years? What can we do to be a part? Do we need to be certified, go take a class? How would you encourage us? Well, I would I would honestly tell you to probably start, you know, at the, at the local level of where you're you're located, and, and there's chances are there's a port, you know, pretty close. Um, you know, they're all going to have uh, groups, propeller clubs, and things like that. So local business uh, groups, where uh, I think that's a great place to get firsthand uh, knowledge and information on uh, what's what's going on and what's coming at the port. It's a great way to uh, build relationships with others. Uh, you know, like-minded doing doing business at, at that particular port. Um, we'd love to have everyone, uh, you know, receive our, our Florida Ports Council newsletter, sort of a statewide uh, overview. Uh, you know, every month we we, we profile a particular port, um, uh, calendar of events, sort of important industry events and so forth. So I would encourage everyone to uh, go to our website and sign up for that, www.flaports.org. Uh, there's a wealth of information there, a wealth of contact information um, for uh, your particular port or for any particular port um, you might be, be looking to engage with or do business with. Um, and, of course, uh, if there's ever anything that, that this organization can do to assist, we would urge you to re please uh, reach out. Um, and all of our information is on, on the website as well. Again, that's flaports.org. Okay, and thank you. So how do, is that the way that our members or our listeners um, contact you? Is that is that where you want us to go? Or well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm you, happy um, to give to out share? my email address. It's Doug, D-O-U-G, at flaports.org. Um, and, uh, of course, you can call us here at the office. We're located in Tallahassee, and we're uh, happy to try to, um, uh, you know, either steer you to the right folks at a particular port or try to help you track down any particular information, or if it's just generally uh, some general questions about uh, how our ports are are, are, uh, are situated. You know, it's a little different. I talked about that little different model where we don't have that uh, that port authority. So um, while we would argue that uh, the diversity uh, of our ports is certainly a strength, uh, you know, sometimes it can present some challenges, and so certainly there's no one-stop shop for uh, wanting to start, you know, engaging or learning how to do uh, business with a port, but uh, it, but we're certainly happy to be a resource for anyone that's um, that's going down that path. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. Now, are you ready for the hard question? Before we wrap up the show, could you share with us what's your favorite book, author, or what are you currently reading? Well, I think. Uh, you know, I've, I tend to be a history buff, so my favorite book is probably With the Old Breed, which was a story about a uh, particular uh, Pacific uh, Rim uh, battle um, during World War II, uh, a real, real sort of tell the, tell the details of what those battles looked like and um, certainly um, gives you an appreciation for what, what that led to in terms of the, the things that we're allowed to, um, to do in our country. But um, actually, a, a friend of mine just wrote a book and um, I just have started Chapter 1, um, so we'll see. But it's called uh, Never Lose to a NIMBY, uh, or Never Lose to NIMBY Opposition. Again, NIMBY, right, not in my backyard. So these are a lot of the anti-development people. 
Uh, he's a former mayor of a small town and now does PR, and so he's offering some secrets and strategies and solutions to um, addressing uh, NIMBY issues when it comes to development. So uh, that might actually be a, a book that, that some of your uh, uh, members might find interesting as well. Any other hard questions you want to try to throw my way, Jada? No, no, no. But thank you so much for sharing your friend's book. Congratulations, friend. Yes, it sounds like an amazing book that will help you with development. And, of course, um, the story book that you um, mentioned before sounds like a really good, interesting book as well. But, you know, we could stay on the air all morning long, but all good things have to come to an end. We have asked the questions that our listeners have sent in. So next time you can always join us every Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. for our next show. And you can always press 1 on your phone to join the conversation. But for now, head over and register at Eventbrite for our national NABWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon and Court Opportunities. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great to be here, Appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Doug. You have a beautiful day, and I will see you at the luncheon. Great. Take care. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.